Well, hello, and welcome back to Fantastic Paints and How We Hide Them. I totally derped the name for a second there. I almost said it with you, but then my brain shut off. I'm not Karina. And I'm not Chris. And this is our podcast. Welcome back. Or for the first time, whichever it may be. <laughs> yeah, this could be your first time here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be a ride. It always is. Indeed. But we make it work. Yeah, we try. Yeah. So last podcast, we kind of just meandered. Yeah, we got the, the basics of what it's like to have EDS, how yep. to diagnose it. Yes. All that fun. Yes. And then this podcast, we want to go into a little bit more of what it's like to live with EDS mm-hmm. um, and our experience with chronic illness. And and we we I think we just need to get better about using the word disability in a more passive way yeah just as a whole as a society well that's why i avoid it completely right because so, it's... like it's very stigmatized mm-hmm. by itself and it's very not necessarily gatekept because it's not gatekept by people with disability no but it's like almost societal but in your head right like i i refuse to get that uh disability placard even though i need one <laughs> i told my doctor when we um because my husband had been bugging me forever and so finally I went in and I was like, my husband thinks I need this. I feel like a fraud even asking you. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's get it set up. Nice. And I was like, oh, OK. Are you sure? I'm not in trouble. <laughs> when they're nice to you and you don't expect it. It always throws me off. Mm-hmm. Always. Even when I know that doctor and well, I yeah. know they're going to be kind to me. I mean, you're, you only encounter new doctors. You see one like one new one every month, but in different fields. Yeah. But you have your primary. Mm-hmm. And you know your primary. You've been with that person for a while now. Yeah, it's been, oh, wow, since 2018. Yeah, because I saw the first one, and she was like, I don't think it's important for you to get diagnosed. And I was like, see you later. (laughs) I don't think you're part of my journey. I'm leaving. (laughs) Goodbye. Actually, bad bye. (laughs) Bad bye. Be gone. Thought. (laughs) If she breathes. Sophie still does that. (laughs) She'll run in. She's a thought. I'm like, I thought. I thought. How do with this one? It move forward? Yeah, it can slide up and down, but if you go too far forward, it'll tip. Mm. So I found, like, this is good for me. It must be this one. Yeah. Aha. We're playing with the microphones. You get to watch me be a five-year-old for a second. It's okay. Nope. It's not worth it. It is worth it. I decided. Here. I could do it. It's I'm hard. the one who tightened it. Oh, yes. Your, your strength. Yeah, my my strength. Your strength. The special kind of strength. (laughs) (laughs) I'm strong from EDS, but not in the ways that people say I am. (laughs) I'm not emotionally strong. I'm just physically strong. We're... (laughs) I think strong is the wrong word, just all the way around. Yeah. You're like, you're strong after being run over by a bus. Are you sure? (laughs) <laughs> or maybe I just got, like, run over by a bus. Yeah, I survived the bus. I'd survived the bus. Doesn't make me super bad. No. That'd be kind of cool. Lifting it up. That and now be... you've got super bus powers. Yeah. It was a radioactive bus. <laughs> got bit by a radioactive man. Now he's dolphin man. <laughs> half dolphin, half man. <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> All right. You have to lead into dysphoria, because I'm not... Uh... I'm not as knowledgeable or good with words at the moment. So dysphoria is kind of a new term that I've been using to describe it because it's not 
necessarily like depressive and it's not like a depressive episode. And this happens to me specifically when I have um, like really acute onset symptoms. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've been struggling with muscle spasms and um, jerks and ticks recently. Um, Not recently. It's been like a year. Let's be clear. Um, But when they come, I can kind of feel the build. And I know you have this experience where you can feel it building inside of your body before it actually explodes into pain and not fun. Yeah, you have the the oncoming dread. Mm -hmm. And so you dread it, but you're like, you've been through this before. You know how to do it. You know it's going to be fine. But as it's coming on, you're like, I know I'm going to have to go through this and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get really low, like really fast. Or I do. I get really low, really fast. Well, that was two weeks ago for you, right? Like, Well, I had an episode this week, too. Oh, great. Yeah. I think that was Friday. No. Thursday. Yesterday was Friday. It was Thursday. I remember we were talking. Because mm-hmm. Thursday sucked for me, too. I was not having it. Yeah. I was not about it. Thursday was not a good day. We've had a lot of um, storm activity in Colorado. A lot. <laughs> and barometrics are not our friends. No. God, no. And we have now, now that I can monitor it, it's worse. Because you can prove yourself right. Right. Be like, oh, eh, yeah, it's really low right now. Or yep. it's really high right now. Yep. Oh, and we yeah. had, we've had snowstorms and thunderstorms moving through. Mm-hmm. Every afternoon. Every afternoon. And that's the hard part. And my husband just looked at me and he goes, it's that time of year. And I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to. Can it be summer now? Right. Please. Summer storms don't bother us nearly as much. Not as much because they're more, uh, I guess the pressure is more consistent. Mm-hmm. Or I guess we balance out because we get used to the daily shift. Yeah. But when it's just starting out, it's not fun. No. It's not my favorite thing. Mm-mm. So dysphoria kind of popped up for me because I was trying to describe the feeling <clears throat> to my husband. Um, and I just, I couldn't find another word that encompassed what it was that I was going through and the like just heavy, heavy low and the heavy, um, it's like when you forget that you've done this a million times, Oh yeah, you're just like, why? I don't want to. And that's really the big one is like, I don't want to go through this thing that I'm going to go through. Yeah, I know. I had... I had a huge meltdown once. It was after we moved into the Fundy house, mm-hmm. like the day we moved in. I had my back surgery. Things were getting better. It wasn't It wasn't the day we moved in. It was after we rearranged the room one of the times. Yeah. Because I remember I sat down and my back hurt and my side hurt for the first time in like three <sighs> months. And I melted down. I was like, oh, I thought we were past this. And I, I just couldn't take it. Yep. I was bawling my eyes out. Well, and we've talked about that before where we'll have like really consistent, horrible symptoms and then they go away and it's amazing. But when they come back, it's like they're there for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You and it's almost worse. Not being there. Yeah. So it's almost worse. And that, I think that dysphoric feeling describes that like, well, it shouldn't have gone away in the first place because now I'm not used to it again. And now I have to go through this all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to stop and it's never going to get better. And this is my life now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's exactly. what that feels like. Yeah. It, oh, God, it sucks. It's not a good one. Mm-mm. That's for sure. And I mean, depression itself can is, is generally one of our cor- comorbidities. Yeah. Um, 
but then you have those just really low dips, really low dips, and they're pain-related for me anyway. Yeah. Because it's always when it gets bad where I'm like, those are the days where I'm like laying on the kitchen table <laughs> going, I'm rocking to try to find some relief. Mm-hmm. Like I look like I'm in early labor. <laughs> That's what it looks like. You're just trying to cope with life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've been out of bed for like two weeks now. It's weird. Now I'm used to it. So if I ever have a fucking day where I can't get out of bed, it's going to be a very bad day. Yeah. Like really bad. You'll have to message me. Yeah. I'll come over and we'll have a bed day. <laughs> we'll watch some Princess Mononoke. Have, oh God, have a bed yes. day. Bed day is good. My kids have been bugging me about uh, scary movies summer. Oh, fun. And they're like, let's watch the really scariest things that exist. They're like, let's watch the new It movies. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you guys are ready for those. Let's Probably start you not. on something that's more generic. Where did we start? I never had rules because oh, I stayed true. with my mom. I watched like Terminator 2 when uh-huh. I was like four or five, like when it came out. And there's that scene where the kids get ex- like die on the playground in a nuke. Yeah. That fucked me up for a long time. Other than that, nothing really got to me. But the idea of just randomly getting nuked really bothered me. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. As a child, yeah. <laughs> like, we could just explode and be done. Like, that that would be it. Well, I, already, I had already had the, the mortality, like, realization. I remember when that happened. I was at the top of the stairs, and I went, oh, my God, I could die. I had, like, this whole existential <laughs> moment. I was really little. I'm like, fuck. I don't think I ever had that. Yeah. And I mean, I lack basic self-preservation instincts anyway. <laughs> so, like, death That's has fair. never been... <laughs> it's never been something that was, like, terrifying for me. Yeah, no. Even now. It's yeah. not, like... I know, I'm like, if I just... Yeah, it'd be fine. I mean, I'd feel really bad for everyone around me. Exactly. You feel bad for everyone else, but you're like... Eh. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm all right. <laughs> I don't need to be here any longer than I actually need to be here. No, thank you're, you. You're going to outlive all of us. No, thank you. It'll be you. Why would you curse me with that? Because it's not going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to die in some stupid way unrelated to anything. See, but if you go, I'm right behind you. <laughs> I mean, as long as you outlive me, that's fine. <laughs> You'll just meet me on the other side. Yeah. Like, I was waiting. I figured you wouldn't take three years, but okay. (laughs) Be like, I'm sorry, I had children. I had to get them set up before I could go. Fair. (laughs) It's like going to the store. (laughs) Sophie's been making those horrible dad jokes lately. I'm like, I'm gone, I'm gone forever. She's like, Dad, you're not going to the corner store to get milk. Oh my God. Wow, okay. No, I'm not. I'm just... I was saying that I'm... Shut up. (laughs) My daughter. She's like, you're not one of those. No. She gives me shit all the time about having EDS. She lets me know. Oh, it's hilarious. Even from when she was tiny. Yeah. She's like, oh, I forgot. It's because of your EDS. It's like, actually, no. I wasn't even talking about that. I was asking what dinner was, but sure. (laughs) Fine. Remind me. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a constant for your kids mm-hmm. they cope well yeah just in general and they're aware and I think they're set up 
for understanding diversity as a whole. Like their whole family is super diverse. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> They've seen everything. They're not going to have a problem Mm-mm. in the real world. But it's hard because society kind of has this like outline for everything. There's a template for yeah. everything. And so when we talk about like disability and chronic illness, there's a template for that too. Very much so. And a lot of the time we don't fit that template. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of younger people. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching videos of, of old men yelling at at, this, at women who are, have, like, actual disabilities. Oh, like, uh-huh. one guy was missing a leg, and he was getting chewed out. He's like, you don't need to park here. You're not disabled. And he pulled his leg up, and he was like, I think I'm disabled. I'm not sure, though. And the guy was like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was, uh, 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 you know what I mean? And they uh-huh. backpedal. Yeah. But if the you don't fit, of the world. If you don't fit the mold, then you're not disabled. Right. And we function so well that... Hell, it took, it takes, I'm not even sure that our families still fully understand or believe that right. we have it. Yeah. Well, and it took us forever to believe that we had it Ourselves, to begin with. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, being high-functioning, the curse of high-functioning. <laughs> it is. You're expected to function and do well. And for the most part, we do. But then when we melt down, there's no leeway. Mm-mm. So there's, there's always this expectation or this pressure to perform, <laughs> to mask as a normal human Yeah, who can, like, do stuff. Well, and when I first started dating Jen, I was surprised that, like, when she would get sick that it would affect her so much. Uh, right. I was like, why can't you just power through it? Yep. Like, can't you just put on your happy face and it'd be fine? Like, what's wrong with you? Why is yep. this bothering you? Yeah. She's normal. Because she's normal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I told you about my mother-in-law who um, has been dealing with a pretty bad concussion mm-hmm. for the last few months. Um, and she looked at me one day and she was like, I, is this what it's like for you all the time? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. This is brain fog and fatigue and, like, spoons. That was a big one for her. Like, she could do some stuff and then she'd be completely <sighs> wiped out. So I had to go back and reteach kind of the spoon theory and go, this is why you're having so much trouble because you're borrowing from the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get into spoons in a little bit. Spoons are important. They are important. And they are in high demand. I'm borrowing from spoons already. (laughs) I'm in spoon debt. Yeah, permanent spoon debt. Permanent spoon debt. I need like a week to recover some spoons. But we're coming up on the end of the school year, so I'll be... uh, I'll have a chance, which will be nice, to just rest, which would be great. Be really good. Um, but yeah, no, she looked at me and she was just like, this is really what it's like for you all the time. I don't think I understood before. And I was like, Julie, you, you couldn't have understood. Right. And that's the thing. And not that it's comparative necessarily to other people. Like you don't compare pain or right. experience or illness or disability. But if you've never had to deal with that, you can't. You can't fully understand right? because you don't have the depth of knowledge. Like the schema is not there. Mm -hmm. Post-surgery, Jen was the most close she's ever been to understanding what she had to do her her face. And she's like, you have to deal with this kind of pain all the time? And I was like, it's all the time. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, I get it now. I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. It's like when I had shingles. Yeah. And I mean, I still have shingles, but. When they were flaring. It's fine. Um. 
and then yesterday we had someone we were talking about shingles and so to back up just a little bit we were in the office introducing ourselves to our new um real world learning teacher mm-hmm. she's super sweet we like her already um <laughs> but the, our office manager was like it was so quiet when karina wasn't here she's our most energetic which is hilarious to me because really i'm funny. chronic fatigue central um but apparently i'm the most energetic person there and so it's really quiet if i'm not around and so she was like oh why were you out and i was like oh i had shingles and she goes oh my gosh i've heard shingles is like the most painful thing and i was just like I spent a week, yeah, a solid yeah, week uh, thinking that you with were just shingles, being a baby. thinking I was being a baby. Because so I was like, why does this hurt so much? This should not hurt this bad. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. And powering through it. So I didn't even get it looked at for a week. Right. <laughs> and then I found out it was shingles, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not a baby. Cool. And then I carried on. Mm-hmm. But that's the hard part. Like, we don't give ourselves that leeway. No. Even when people around us are willing to give us that leeway. No, because you feel guilty. Like, right. Like, is always trying to do stuff for me, and I feel bad, because I'm like, I can do it. And he's like, no, but you'll hurt yourself. It's like, so? I, I might. That's a fair point. I might <laughs> hurt myself, but I can still do it. I used to clean the backyard, and my father-in-law was like, should you be doing that? And I was like, should and can are two very different things. Right. And because I have no self-preservation, I'm going to go with can. Mm-hmm. So if I can and I am capable, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Consequences Absolutely. be damned. I mean, for the daytime. Yeah, you'll regret it later. And then we pay for it later. That's future use problem. Right? Don't worry about it. <laughs> future me. Oh, poor them. <laughs> poor them. They have it rough. Yeah, I'm always yelling it past me. So. <laughs> he never gets enough. I'm like, God damn it. I Why moved, did uh, you do this? I moved a recliner up both of our flights of stairs today. So they went in the living room, like upstairs? Mm-hmm. Nice. Because we have our new one getting delivered today, so we moved the recliner. Oh, so the ones that were in the basement, you went up both sets of stairs. Yep. Oh. Yes. Fun. Because Randy was like, are you are you feeling She-Hulk strength or like wimpy baby Karina strength? And I was like, shut up. Oh, that it's activates the She-Hulk. She-Hulk strength. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. And he was like, so how are you feeling today? I was like, not great, but I can do this. And he was about to call it off. And I just looked at him and I was like, or we could just do it now and I will pay for it later. Mm -hmm. Because whatever. Yep. And so we did. And here we are. And I will hate myself (laughs) in a few hours, but you know what? Whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like in order to keep living... We have to play the, like, suck it up game. Because mm-hmm. those are your options. And that's why I hate, like, the term, str- like, strong. You're so strong. You're like, what other choice do I have? Right. My choices are, like, get up and deal with it and live a life or don't. Right. There really isn't an in-between place. You know what drives me nuts is when people say, oh, I wish I could do that. And when I talk about having to be in bed all day. <laughs> Like, oh, I wish I could do that. You're like, like, you don't understand. I really don't think you would. <laughs> if it was if it was like what I have to do and why I have to do it, I don't think you'd like it. It's not And for the amount of time. Yeah. Even recovering from surgery is frustrating. Oh god. Because you're like, I have to give my body leeway and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's so we have a saying, and this is my favorite saying, and I teach other people all the time, that um a body in motion tends to stay in motion while a body at rest tends to want to die. Yes absolutely facts so uh we tend to want to like stay moving once we're moving 
Because as soon yep. as you slow down, you lose all of your momentum, and then it's so hard to pick back up again. So generally, we do this thing where if we have something to do, we're going to do it all in a row without taking a break. Yep. Because <laughs> the break is the end of it. Yeah. One break and you're done for the day. Yeah. There is no more after break. So do all the things. Which I think is why they think I'm so energetic at work. Oh, because he's... Because I do uh, everything yeah. at light speed. Because the faster I get it done, the more I can get done. And the more <laughs> I stay like, go, go, go. Right. The more momentum I have to keep going on. <laughs> Body in motion, folks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we should explain the spoon system. Okay. Why did you do that? I'm going to let you lead this one. It just dove into my hands. It did. It wanted to be friends. It's like, hold me. I'm hold me. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> Me too, Mike. Me too. You've got this. Me too. Well, in a typical system, when when they teach it, it's how many spoons do you start with? I think it's like Ten. 12. Okay. 10 or 12. Yeah, because you have to be able to divide it up into threes. Yeah. Because, you know, a typical action. So, for... I don't, I don't know if, how this applies to normal people. How, how you make the comparison. Because So, generally, with chronic illness, and this is kind of a broad yes, description... Anything. You have to deal with on the daily. Um, right. So the spoon theory is just a good way to explain to other people kind of how our energy is measured mm -hmm. and how um, that can affect the next day and the next day and the next day. Right. Yep. So with spoon theory, in theory, you start the day with 12, 12 spoons. Yeah. And these are your assigned allotted spoons for the day. And that's it. You have a couple options. You can use your spoons. You can save your spoons. Or you can borrow spoons from the next day. Yes. But if you borrow spoons from the next day, you're going to start shorthanded. I like pulling up the list that they have on some of those charts because a lot of things on the list don't you wouldn't normally equate to taking energy. Like getting out of bed, you lose a spoon for for getting out of bed, having right. the energy to get up and do Just that. Just getting up. Then well, there's like hygiene. Mm -hmm. Taking a shower, brushing right. your teeth, brushing your hair. And we're, I mean, that's just getting your day started, and you've already used three of your 12. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's tiring to think about. I'm like, I'm already like, oh, damn, that's that's a lot of the day gone. Mm -hmm. Well, and then if you think about it in terms of, like, social energy, Ugh. it applies further there. Because with social energy, generally you have to do some degree of masking, mm -hmm. right? And that takes a toll all by itself. So... Hanging out with different friend groups can cost different amounts of spoons. Yeah. So, like, you and me hanging out because we understand each other and we don't mask. Um, it's like a spoon to get over here. Yeah. But that's not counting the spoon that it took to take a shower. <laughs> the spoon that it took to, like, get dressed and brush my hair. Yep. And the spoon that it took to, like, actually get up and get out of the house. I even ate food. I did not. I did. I've not done that yet. We should make you eat at some point. We should, because I just took that med, too. Yeah, I just realized, I was like, that's not going to end well. <laughs> I know. It's either going to, like, sit there for the rest of my life, or it's going to pop up all at once, and then yeah. my body's going to be like, get it out! Mm. We can we can take a break post-spoons. Mm, get you something to eat and cool down the room a little bit. Yep. So, for us, it doesn't cost a lot. Yeah, no, not for our socializing. Right. But if you want to go see... Like in-laws, mm -hmm. which, which I have to do today, takes, I mean, imagine in That's a normal like three day for, spoons for anybody, it's energy d draining. Right. But especially when you have in-laws who don't fully understand everything or they 
they have their own opinions on your condition. Mm-hmm. It takes that much more energy to deal with them. Yep. Oh my god. So like, yeah, yeah that would be three spoons or four even. Mm-hmm. Pretty easily. Yeah. And that's your evening? Uh-huh. Ugh. That's my evening. And I moved a couch today. So yeah. there's that spoon. Bye-bye. And I was already in spoon debt. I've worked all week. <laughs> yeah, you were t- you were wasted yesterday. Yeah, like you crashed. Oh, it was a mess. I crashed so hard. I crashed in my clothes. It's locked. Oh, okay. Um, at like I don't know nine thirty, and I slept until like five thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> what year is it?" I was so tired that I kept waking up from dreams where I was tired. Oh, I hate that when you dream about being exhausted. Yeah, so I would wake up and I'd be I'd be sitting up in bed and Jen would be like, "What?" I'd be like, "I was asleep." Yeah. Or like you <laughs> no, discover you're awake. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I told you about detangling my hair. Yeah. And I was like, it must be like a sleepwalking thing, I guess, mm-hmm. technically, cuz I'll be like doing it and then I will realize I'm awake right. doing it. <laughs> it is confusing. <laughs> And then I'm annoyed because I am awake detangling my hair at three o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> for no reason. So you go through the spoons in a week and imagine that at the end of the week, you're already like a day or two behind. Yep. And there's no way to really replenish them except for to not do anything. Yeah. So you got to stop using your spoons so that you can regain your spoons. Yeah. Because the further in debt you are, the more recovery time it takes. And so when you think in terms of like masking and functioning like a normal person and for me like going to work and functioning there and being an active professional (laughs) and lesson planning and IEPs and all of that so that takes like six spoons all by itself for a day of work Mm -hmm. um and then again you're not counting the three that it took to get up right (laughs) so that's 12 spoons gone in a stroke and then I have my evenings in which um Probably three times a week I'm cooking, and so that can take a lot. And then dogs and cats and uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. And we're very lucky. We have very um, low-maintenance relationships in our lives. (laughs) Not even low-maintenance, but they they maintain well. Right. Like, they function. They don't need a lot of input. Yeah. They take care of us. Yep. They deal with other shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the allowance of recovery time is huge because I know and I've I've been in the forums and seen people who like don't have really supportive spouses or living situations. um, And that by itself is just draining. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine if I had a spouse who was like, you need to function better because I'm already not functioning. Okay, that's a lie. So I function. Right, no, but function well. If you were with somebody supposedly. who was on your shit all the time right. about things, that would not go well. Or didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. That took some time because it was hard. It was hard to explain exactly what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so spoon theory is just a way of kind of explaining to other people how energy is spent and how that works in chronic illness. <clears throat> and kind of understanding the toll that life, <laughs> that breathing, breathing just, it it takes a toll. Yeah. Well, and it's good for two things. It's good for educating your family mm-hmm. and it's good for helping train yourself on managing your day better. Yep. 
when you're actually taking into consideration the small things that yeah. add up. Which I'm not good at. No, I, I suck at it. <laughs> like, yeah. we we're always in debt. Yeah. Like Constantly. I started today in debt. I'm fairly confident. Yeah. Because I didn't get much sleep, and I did a ton of things yesterday. Yep. Yeah. So, Spoons is just, it's really helpful for educating the people around us. Yeah. And then... Like, if we were good at it, planning our day out and going, (laughs) how many spoons? How much can I get done? Whereas I'm like, I'm awake and I'm conscious. How much can I get done? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What can we cram in before I'm tired enough that I have to stop? Exactly. And then on the other end of that, we do that awful thing where we stall. Oh, yeah. So we'll stall out the crash. I don't know if I just unplugged anything. You just wiggled it. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, the stalling, the crash. So with that kind of body in motion piece, sorry, um, we tend to stay doing stuff until you can't anymore. And then (laughs) when you can't anymore, you crash. And that's where future you hates past you. Yeah. And that, um. And then again, we do that stupid thing where we're like, how long can I put it off and make it worse in the process? Yeah, no shit. I was doing that last night. Like, I was just like finding random things to like clean. <laughs> and my husband's like, go to bed, go lay down. And I was like, I can't. I don't want to. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to pay for the consequences of my actions. I made magic decks yesterday. Nice. Like, we had a bunch of extra cards that it... Jen like took a bunch of decks apart to begin with. And it was like... There you go. Now you're not tingled. And it was like annoying me that we didn't have these things made. Mm-hmm. So I spent all of yesterday doing that. And then she got off work early and she joined me. Just sat there on the floor for hours looking at cards. I was so exhausted. And I love mundane that, I, tasks. Ugh, things that you can just get lost in. Uh-huh. Where you can just dissociate and keep doing That's it. what I was doing. You're like, brain break. <laughs> Let me do something there mind-numbing. All right. You want to go on break? Yeah. We can do that. You can eat some something. Something. A food. And then cool it down in here. Yes. Make it comfy. Yay, we're back. We're back. And I don't look angry this time. And I ate food. You did. I did it. It's on record. You don't die. (laughs) Well, last episode we talked about how I ate just enough to stay alive in my teenhood. That's true. So this is all an improvement. (laughs) Oh, we're going to do weekly catch-up. Oh, yes. Should we do a weekly recap? Weekly recap. Well, my week... I can't remember that well. <laughs> I was thinking oh, the same thing. I, I got the last immunization shot, which made me tired. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of the other side effects, which, thank God. I didn't either. Well, and I didn't think you would. Right. Because I was thinking about it, and you know how we talk about like ignoring injuries and how we spend so much time uncomfortable and in pain that Mm. a lot of other things just like fly under the radar. (laughs) Like I'm going to spend a week with shingles because I am just expecting that my body hates me and it's fine. (laughs) Whatever. And you did. Yep. That you did. uh, Well, and there was a couple of years ago I spent a week with strep before I knew it was strep. I did the same. I went to the, the doctor and they didn't think I had it. They did the culture and then they called me two weeks later and went, oh, that culture turned out that you, you did have strep. I was like, oh, cool. So I could have taken stuff to help me, yeah. but I wasn't allowed to. You also could have gotten scarlet fever. Cool. Which would not have been good. I could have been all sorts of colors. 
trying to think of if any. I dislocated my rib. I was trying to say that earlier. Oh, great. I was whistling or making a sound at the cat. And I tensed my abs too much and they went pop. Oh, I, I like, hate oh, that. Great. Yep. Other than that, it's just been my back. It's yeah. always my back. I had a couple appointments this week. I'm trying to remember who I saw when. Last I knew you saw uh, neurology, which was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I saw neurology two weeks ago and then I swear I had something this week. Um, maybe not. Maybe I haven't had anything this week. Oh, I'm back weird. at the chiropractor, That's which is kind of nice because my SIs are pissed from limping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this week I um So last week I was still on the one crutch. Yeah. Right. Um, and then at one point during the week, I looked at my husband and I was like, it's time for aggressive rehab. <laughs> and aggressive rehab is essentially just um, I'm going to treat it like it's normal until it decides to behave like it's normal. I am so guilty of that. Yes. So I just, I got fed up with the healing process and yep. I was like, this is stupid and I'm done. And so now it is normal or die time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm still limping on and off, but I'm walking much better and it doesn't hurt nearly as much. I did that a few weeks ago verbatim. Yep. It's like, <clears throat> I'm done. It's going to be fine or I'm going to be on the floor. It's one yeah, of these two. Exactly. And it's going to have to be fine. These are the options. And it was kind of, <laughs> for the most part. Yep. And then I talked with, I'm trying to see, let's see. Oh, I had medical imaging. That's right. So I was supposed to do um, my stomach emptying study, but they messed up and they double booked. And so that got moved back. And then I scheduled my MRI for my neck and that's not for another month. <laughs> Damn. And then over the course of the week, I had a couple days where I was like, do I need to just like go do an emergency scan? Because I think my head might fall off. Yeah. <laughs> As it does. Yeah. So my neck's been pretty bad. Um, so that's been bugging me. But yeah, otherwise it was, it was a really busy week. Yeah. We had SAT, PSAT makeups. Um, yeah. It's not a whole lot new or dire. Well, it's good, though. Yeah. Less like a quiet better. week. <laughs> I had to fix my toenail. Ah, uh, to get out. Yeah. That's awesome. I was doing that before you came over. I was like, my, my whole toe is swollen, and it's not even a nail that's fully grown in yet. It's, just, it's half grown in, and so it's like impossible to get to, but it was growing into the side. Uh-huh. I was like, I got to fix this somehow. That's the other thing that we should talk about is how, so you know how we ignore injuries, yeah. but we also have like really bizarre coping skills for things that people would go to the doctor for. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> when I ruin a nail or like you could like smash it really bad mm-hmm. and I go get a hot needle and poke through it mm-hmm. and everyone's like, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Gotta this get rid is, of the pressure. This is how this works now. I don't know. That's how we were raised to do things. Right. You got a triage at home, <laughs> and then everything else at home too. Oh my! What'd you just drop? Coffee. Oh. But it didn't spill. It looked like it just went straight down. It pretty much did. Yeah. It hit the cord, but that was about it. Not the cord. Not the cord. Make the keyboard make noises. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. No, I remember. And <laughs> like setting fingers. <laughs> Yep. That's always my favorite question when people are like, um, 
so when we were first trying to get diagnosed, we had a lot of those, um, have you had full dislocation questions? Yep. And the answer is yes. But normal humans, and I didn't know this until that point, normal humans, when they dislocate something, they go to the emergency room to have a doctor set it. And we have never done that. Nope. Not ever. I went once to make sure that I said it correctly. I did with my ankle, too. But it's because I rubbed the bones together mm-hmm. and I almost threw up. But you'd already said it, right? Like yeah. when you got there, they're like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I got there and they took the image and they were like, you got it most of the way. Like there's a little bit of a gap in there, but I think that'll calm down with the swelling. Yeah. And that's when they gave me morphine. Oh, God. <laughs> and it was hilarious because I looked at my husband and I was like, this is like Tylenol that actually works. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And the nurse was like, I don't even know. Because Randy's always like, is she going to be loopy? Am I going to have to like carry her out of here? And the nurse looked at me and looked at him and was like, I don't even know if this is going to be enough. Nice. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm really fine. I just wanted to know if I had like chipped the bone or something. I don't mm. know. <laughs> yeah. So full dislocations. Normal humans go to the doctor and we find creative ways to uh fix it ourselves yep and we've gotten really good at teaching other people how to help us relocate things um oh my right shoulder has been acting up it has decided that it's gonna slide out like four times a day wasn't was it like this was the, the left surgical one, that was one doing that for a while mm-hmm. where it, you would pop it back in it would just slide right back out yeah oh, so they're they're taking turns and I'm like, this is not what I need right now. We just did the hips. And the right shoulder's already been done. So I need a couple more years on that. No. You need to get the right done and then the left and then you'll be caught up. It Minus would be like surgery. the left first. And I had to do the right twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you if you had to do the right before I left, it would still count. See, but I <laughs> might be looking head. at a spinal surgery anyway. I'll if see. they find what they think they're going to find in my neck. Yeah. So. I don't know what that's going to look like. That'll be a mess. I do not know what that is going to be. Because, yeah, if it's like brainstem compression, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Which in my brain, I can't like quantify that. Do they fuse for that? Fusion or like supports. So right, they'll so do that like a guard to keep them in line. Anymore. Yeah. Because what's happening is like with the subluxations, it's all just like sliding in and out. And I've had, oh, that's the other thing. So I don't have a headache today, thank goodness. But I spent three full days with just an awful headache. And then I noticed that when I lay down, it gets worse. Mm. So if I lay on my back, the headache gets worse. And I'm like, oh, no, this is my neck. Yeah. Crap. But I'm okay with it regardless. Because <laughs> if they can fix it and I can stop having horrible spasming, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. <laughs> Did we talk about that last time? How our expectation, where they always ask you, like, what is what is your hope for this appointment? Oh, God. Yeah. And then you you get in trouble for being a realist if you're me. And they think you're beautiful and brave when it's you. Oh, it's so weird. It's so I weird. I get chewed out. Go figure. I'm like, I just want it to not suck as bad. Right. You're not, you're not, you're being defeatist. <laughs> you're not shooting high enough. Before, you're like, You're quitting is... before you start. Like, no, I, I know what I have and I know what my, my my limits are right it's so bizarre i'm like do normal people walk in there and they're like can you fix it because for us for us it's like can you make it suck less Mm -hmm. i don't expect you to fix it because 
EDS and there is no fixing it. Right. But can you make it suck less? (laughs) Can it hurt a little less, please? Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, you're right. Because your PT was like defeatist. And everyone else is like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's reasonable. Well, it's the right answer. Mm -hmm. We know that we're not going to get perfectly fixed. Right. There, there is no fix. What are your goals with surgery? To be better? Yeah. An improvement it, somehow? It bothers me when people are like, I hope they find a cure. Oh my god. I hope they do too. Every day I pray and I hope for a cure. <laughs> like, Why? It's a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. God, sitting around and hoping for a cure. For something that would have to be a CRISPR gene modification. Right. No, thank I'm you. like, you're going to go in there and rewrite my blueprint for collagen? <laughs> And then hope my body can magically repair itself from they all of the damage. They haven't even identified the protein that's causing it. So exactly. how are they going to fix it? Yeah. There is no fixing it. <laughs> and then people are always like, well, maybe one day in the future. I'm like, I don't care. Life for me is one day at a time. Yeah. Because I can't handle anything else. <laughs> I'm like, making goals is a good way to set yourself up for being disappointed with yourself. At least Which, that's how I feel about it. So healthy. It's really sad, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no. how I feel about it. I'm like, I can make like long-term goals. Yeah. Like generalizations. But if I make like timed goals, yeah. then I just bum myself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Well, on that upbeat path, mm-hmm. note, thought process, we should call it for today. On that, on that, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a hell of a way to go out. <laughs> on that upbeat, happy, cheery, lucky go feeling. Uh-huh. There you go. Yep. I hate thinking about the future. <laughs> See you next time. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's different, though. That's like routine. Yeah. Build a routine. Get into it. And we'll Facts. see you next time. With a, a different agenda. There we go. <laughs>